Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to brelnetwork.com. Enjoy the show. Fatality. on your end there will you this is a check on my end check check all right check one two three oh okay that was a check 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 in the second four three hello and welcome to pod past and with tonight huh with a p pod past yeah, with a P. Yeah, pod past. Yeah, with a P. Yeah, past. Yeah, puh. Puh. With a P. Pod. Anyway, this is Jordan along with Brother Brandon. How you doing tonight, Brother Brandon? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed our last episode of Predator and Terminator franchises, but tonight we're talking about something that we really, really are excited to talk about. Movie rental stores. What's that? Oh, my Lord, let me sit down. Give me down. the skinny. Oh, I'm going to tell you the skinny. I'm going to pretend you're my daughter and tell her all about the glorious days of a movie rental store. Please do. Which is which was better than going to the theater. It was amazing. I have to agree with that. Movie rental stores was what the kids Oh, wait, said. wait. I don't know anything about... Please tell me. <laughs> Please tell me, Jordan. Tell me about the movie rentals. Well, back in my day, night, back in 19-dickity-2. <laughs> see, back then, them days, we had to call it dickity. A dickity? And that's just the way it was. <laughs> uh, we were... No, so movie rental stores, my God. Uh, what a glorious invention this was. The holy fucking grail. Am I, am I, am I right? The holy grail for movie lovers? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it's because... Well, even if you weren't a movie buff, man, the, the mere fact that this was like, oh, this is a hub. This is where I can get my goddamn Steven Seagal's. Yeah, and my jaw claw and Van Damme's. And this is where, uh, this is Tarantino's film school. Yeah. That's how he learned how to make movies. He watched everything from A to Z, mm-hmm. which I don't know how he would. I I tried that for a week. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I don't know how he did he it. He literally went through every movie in the store? In the store that he had A to Z. That was his film school. Because, because Tarantino... Which I'm not going to get into this because we have a lot more to discuss. But Tarantino dropped out of high school when he was 16. Mm-hmm. So he worked in a movie rental store for years. And that was, I mean, it took him 10 years. But yeah, he watched every movie in the store that they had from A to Z. That's how he learned. Wow. And if you look at all of his movies. Paul See, Fisher I knew he learned that. from movies. I didn't know he actually went through the entire library. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what he did. That's how he learned how to do it. And if you watch all of his movies that he's made, you're pretty much what Tarantino is. He is the greatest hits director. Those scenes and storylines that we've seen in all of his movies have been done in other movies. But that's, I mean, that's his that's his calling card. That's his calling card. I mean, like, and uh, there were some Japanese movies where the bad guys were named Mr. Blonde, Mr. White, Mr. Pink, Mr. Orange. I mean, well, I mean, even like like Kill Bill is like uh, 
is pretty much almost his his homage to uh, Lady Snowblood. Yes, you know. So uh, whatnot, but but I mean, like yeah. you got people who are upset about that too. They're like, he's a rip off artist, and it's like, no, you just happen to know what movie he's ripping off. That doesn't make him a rip off artist. He's just, and he's not like he's completely stealing that scene. No, he's incorporating it into what he loves. Yeah. But anyway, this is not a turn. But yeah, we're talking about movie rental stores. When we had this on the schedule, which is kind of funny because we make the schedule, huh. we were like kids in a candy store. We were excited to talk about this one. This, and is, this is a big part. This is a big deal, man. Yeah. Movie rental stores. So I still have my Blockbuster laminated card. I don't have anything, unfortunately. I no! Sh- I, I still should have my movie gallery card. But oh, See, when I worked at movie gallery... I still have everything, and I even have. I even took. I made sure to take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a little. There was like a good. I don't. I don't fuck. I don't know the dimensions, but there's a banner that says uh, "99 cent VHS sale." Oh, yeah, and I kept it. Yeah, and here's the good thing: all the movie rental stores that we're pretty much gonna be talking about don't exist anymore. No. So there's that. Um, there, but see, the funny thing is that you and I are. You and I both loved movie rental stores. It was our church. But Family Video is still around. But we don't go. Well, I mean, we're getting fat and lazy and with things like Netflix and Hulu's and Vodos and <laughs> You want to know why I don't go anymore? Why? Uh, it's not because of movies. It's because of games. Family Video, uh, I despise. I will never give them my money. Ever. Uh, what happened was there was a game that came out. Oh, Battlefield 1 came out this year. Okay. A few months ago. <laughs> and I wanted to check it out. And I don't like going to the red box to rent a game because you're paying three, four bucks and you get it for only 24 hours. Yeah. And the way the game systems are now, you have to install it and it takes two hours to install and you're not going to have time to enjoy the game. So I called Family Video uh, at our local Family Video store and I was like, do you guys have Battlefield 1 for Xbox? And they're like, yeah, we do. I'm like, okay, cool. How is it for five nights? And they go, oh, it's like eight, ten bucks, you know, whatever. Let's just say ten bucks for five nights. I don't know how much it is. Yeah. I don't remember. And I was like, okay, cool. Can you please reserve it? You know, my name's Jordan. And they said, yeah. Also, so you know, you have to give us $20 on top of the rental. And I said, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't understand. And this is a true story. Uh, you guys can call your local family video and <laughs> they'll tell you. I said, what are you talking about? And the guy was very honest with me. He goes, man, people rent games from us because it's cheap like eight bucks to rent it and they never return it so what we do is we charge you twenty dollars and we hold it for you and if you don't return the game when it's supposed to be returned then we keep that twenty dollars including what you rented it for but if you do return it we'll give you back your 20 bucks that's not a bad deal it's just they're just reimbursing they're protecting themselves yeah but because i mean it's just like the library like if people check out books you know like the law is never really enforced no, I know, but I'm just saying it's just it. It's an inconvenience for honest people. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah but you know, but, you have to deal with that though. Like some bad apples ruin the basket. I mean, no, you just have do. to work around it. It was annoying for me. For me, it was that. But you don't you don't give them a three strike rule. You're you're just like one strike. Fuck you. No, no. It, it, strike two. It's it's. I, I guess it was the case for movie rental stores in the late '90s and early 2000s because we heard our dad talking about it a lot. But he still went there every day. Yeah. It, it, too goddamn expensive. You know. I mean, like, I mean. So then after after the guy told me about that, I was like, okay, well, I may run a movie. I'm not interested in the game anymore. How much is a new release? And he goes, for a Blu-ray, it's four twenty-five. I was like, oh, for five nights. He goes, no, for one night. 
well, movie gallery is for three nights. I know, but that's how family video is. Oh, it's 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 family. Now I don't know if every single one's the same. This is only my local experience, but it was four dollars and twenty five cents for a Blu ray new release for one night. And I'm like, I can get this cheaper on Vudu, Amazon. Uh, depends. A lot of Vudu stuff new releases are forty nine, uh, four ninety nine for a twenty four hour rental. Yeah, but this it's it's the inconvenience of going to the store. <laughs> And it's the inconvenience of, oh, shit, I need to return this or they're going to charge right. me four twenty five. That's the thing I was wanting to admit. When I worked at Movie Gallery uh, every day, every workday, I always had, on average, at least two people give me fluff yeah. for having a late fee. It's it's, it's literally, and, and you know what, I am an idiot for it, too, but it's your own goddamn fault. It is. I mean, I even had a lady, like, threaten to call the cops on me once. She was like, she was like, I return death. That this is gonna be this is my lady. Sure, sure. I returned this movie. And I'm like, ma'am, clearly you didn't. Don't tell me what I did and didn't do. I returned it. And then she was storm as she was storming out, she was like, Well I'll just have to see what the police have to say about this. And then what did you say? I said, Please do. Like what are they gonna do? Yeah. You didn't return your videotapes. You didn't return the videotapes. Wait, 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 wait. So before we continue on more with this. So she says she did return it, but clearly, because I worked in movie gallery and I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, every movie has a barcode and you're supposed to scan the barcode. And then every person, because of course, you know, we had to look up people, you know, like you can look up people. So it's like, okay, ma'am, what's your last name? Johnson. Right. You look up Johnson, boom, rented ter- Terminator this day, returned it on this day. Right. And you clearly told her that. Yeah. And she was like, that's not true. Well, not only did she say it was not true, she said, I've, I've come in some days, and I've watched you people. I've turned movies in, and i watched other people turn movies in, and you guys won't even check them in right away. You'll let them sit there all day. Well, yeah, because you have a job to do. <laughs> but I, mean, I, I tried to explain to her. I was like, but, I don't know. It's I told her, I tried to explain to her. It's like, okay, so I was like, look, lady. I was like, Let's say you, 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 I can't remember the actual time, but let's say you rented a movie at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah. Right? Let's say you have it for three days. The movie gallery policy was you just have to turn it in by closing of the third day. Yeah. Which would be midnight. Right. So it wouldn't make any difference if they sat there all day or not. Because what in her head she was thinking, well, it's 2 p.m. on the third day is when it's considered late. Oh, she was bitching that. Okay, okay. So she was saying that she returned it. You're not denying that she didn't return it, but what she was arguing arguing was that she returned it on the day it was supposed to be returned, but it wasn't. Is that what you're saying? I think. I don't know what her... I think what she was saying was she was... I think she thought that it had to be due by 2 p.m. on the third day. Oh. So if you rented something at 2 p.m., it has to be turned in by 2 p.m. on the third day. Gotcha. Not realizing you just have to have it in by the end of the third day. Closing. Gotcha. And that was her argument, and she was. That's why she went on ranting on about being like, "Well, I've sat here all day, and you guys just let him sit there all day." Like, bam, you literally sit at the video store all day. I mean, <laughs> well, it's just like it's like we've got other things to do, and it's, if we have a if we have a break, yeah, we'll empty the basket and check them in. Yeah. But typically, that's the end of a shift type job. To that's do. what you're supposed to do at the end of the night. That's what because yeah. you and I both worked there. We didn't work at the same time. I worked there in high school, and of course, you worked there later on. Because they won't hire you until you're 18 because they sell because they rented porn. Oh, the glorious porn section. But um, uh, but that was but but that was the dude that 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 is what you were trained on that day. You know, my first day of working there, they're like, okay, you do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the day, before you lock out, the last thing you do 
is at, you know even before you count the drawer is you do checking you know, the movies checking the movies and then the next thing you do which is the worst part about working in a movie gallery which made no sense I know not every movie gallery had this <laughs> but we had tanning beds there oh god and sometimes being an 18 year old male you're supposed to go in there and wipe them down after somebody uses them yeah sometimes you get a hot high school girl that goes in there and you're like I don't mind it smells like you know roses in here you, you may know. you may you may pull in a sniff here you and may there. Pull in a sn- <laughs> it's creepy but sure you know so it's like you know I don't mind because I know that they're clean but then you get you know like the 58 fat, year old bag lady yeah or you know like the 50 year old fat guy that's just you know that's ready to go to Florida next month yeah. you know and it's like uh, traces of hair left behind and puddles of sweat and you know my mom tanned there when you worked there no yeah she did yeah she did well i never had to check her in thank god thank god <laughs> i need to get a beer but no yeah i mean like we had tanning booths which that was the one thing i hate about the job and it, it's like look the reason why i'm saying about high school girls i know it sounds weird and this is a weird thing to try to justify but what i'm trying to say is that <laughs> when you're 18 years old and you're a senior in high school and you get another 18 year old or 17 year or even 16 year old high school girl that you know that is attractive you know that she keeps up with herself she knows you're not gonna smell you know that's not that big of a deal but if you get a 50 year old fat guy that's probably laying naked in that bed and you have to go in there and wipe it down <laughs> you're just like fuck my life oh it was, it was it, i don't know i found the humor in it <laughs> i found the humor in it except for uh there is and we called her we called her bacon lady and it's because she tanned so much that she, I don't know, man, I, I think she cracked when she walked. Yeah. And that, it was just that bad. And to a point, too, where she came in one day and had to cancel her tanning subscription because she said the doctor said, you need to quit. Oh, okay, so she was one of those motorcycle brown ladies. Oh, my that God. Was, that was just completely, bur- she looked like burnt bacon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, fuck, every time she took a step, she sizzled. <laughs> nice. It was it was it was bad, man. Yeah, Work, it was yeah. it was one of those things too where she would go the maximum. She would go twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, working at a movie rent now. This whole episode is not gonna be us working at a, at the at movie gallery, which we could make a whole episode about us <laughs> working there. But you know, going on it some more about it, it. Working there was the biggest thing. So movies was a big thing for me. I was hyped up to movies from the movies was my life from probably thirteen. Till about, well, I would say after college, so I would say 22, 23. Like, movies is all I, all I thought about, mm-hmm. you know, not even girls. Like, movies is what, what was my thing. So when I went to movie gallery in town when I was 17, I said I wanted a job. And they said, well, you can't hire until you're 18. So when my birthday is January, well, no, I went there when I was like, when it was December. So I wasn't 18 just yet. And they said, look, um, it was uh, your old boss that hired me. Sasha? Uh, the blonde hair, heavier set woman. Oh, Lydia. Yeah, she's the one that hired me. Gotcha. Uh, she said, look, I'm going to hire you. I need people. So January 12th, 2005, come in in the morning, and you're hired. I'm like, okay. Nice. You know, because I can't work there until porn. Um, I That was the only job in my life, still to this day, that I enjoyed going to work. Yeah, I have to agree. Now, I know that people sucked sometimes. The tanning bed sucked sometimes. But the task that you had to do, I didn't mind. Hey, Jordan, take all the movies A through Z and put them back on the shelf. Okay. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to look for movies I haven't seen yet and go, oh, yoink. Yeah. You know, I want to oh, see Oh, yeah. Those. I was, one of my job duties, too, was sometimes there we had to alphabetize. 
So I was the only one that enjoyed doing it because I got to like look up movies. I get to look at them up close and personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, in, and like mm-hmm. the only thing that I found that was kind of tedious that I didn't like, uh, besides the tanning bed thing, was sometimes we had to reorganize the the new release wall to make sure that they are exactly a good space apart, so it could be easier grab. It was like, well, it was, to, was it was to make room for newer releases. Like you had to make sure there were space because some movies, it depended on what the new release was. So like if you got Transformers and it had to have a, it's its own wall. Yeah. Whereas you know something like an independent film, which only got two copies in, you had to make sure you, they only got reserved for two spaces, mm-hmm. and there was more room for Transformers. No, I got <laughs> I got I got fired. So I worked at two movie stores my whole life. I my first movie store, my first job was movie gallery. My second movie store, which was a year later in college, was Hollywood Video, oh. where we went to on Central Avenue with Grandma Hooberry all the time. Boy, she took us there so much. I got fired. Really? Yeah, I got fired from that one. Um, and the reason why I got fired was because I was uh, a sophomore in college and I was in film school. And the manager gave me permission, and I I was so mad at the man uh, I was so mad at the manager's boss that fired me. Yeah. Because what happened was I said, hey, I made this movie. Uh, at the time, it was it was called Valley of Ashes. It was a okay. black and white yeah, film yeah. noir movie. And uh, it wasn't good, but it was a college movie. And I was proud of it. You know, when I showed my coworkers, they're like, oh, yeah, it's cool, you know. And I asked, I was like, can I sell copies at the store? And she was like, yeah, not thinking that the store's not going to make any money. Oh. So I understand why they fired me now as an adult, but as a 19, 20-year-old kid, I was pissed, right? <laughs> so they said, yeah, you can sell copies at the store. So, you know, I just made my own makeshift copies. I made probably 30 copies for myself. And I had a little poster that I made. It was computer-sized paper, and I... And I and I and I put it up right where you checked out, so customers could see it. And I had a, like a little box. They put their money and they take the movie, right? And uh, my manager gave me permission. I asked permission. I just didn't do it. Right. And then the regional or what district manager ever came in and said, "What's this movie?" And they said, "And this and the shot." And the guy saw my name and he's like, "What is that? You?" And I was like, "Yeah, I made this in college." And he's like, "Are you making money off of this?" Yeah, dude, you're out of here. <laughs> I was like, why? He was why? He was like, you're selling a movie, you're making a whole percent of the profit. And this is not even approved by Hollywood Video. Like, what are you doing? And like, now as an adult, I realized. <laughs> but back when I was a 19-year-old kid, I was pissed. But yes, I did work there for a year. That that was another great place. Another great place that I remember, and this is when I lived in Florida. I grew up in Florida. It was... Uh, it was an old, it started out as an old house, like an old, fuck, 1950s shack house. Two bedroom, like one bath thing. Sure. Well, some people took it over, uh, I think 96 they took it over, and they turned it into Movie Madness. I remember you talking about that a few episodes. Um, movie Madness was the fucking shit, because old releases were a buck, and you had each new release for five days. Mm-hmm. So Friday night would be pizza night and movie madness night. And mom would hand me and my twin sisters, they'd give us each five bucks. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was five movies for a week. Yeah. And that I just raided. I fucking destroyed the horror science fiction action sections. You know, like Mm -hmm. I just destroyed them. Yeah. And man, I, as shitty as my childhood was, 
that was a day of that was a day of like of peace. <laughs> you wake up and it's like it's Friday, pizza and movies. It's Friday. Uh, yeah, movie stores were awesome. So in our area, we had Blockbuster, we had Hollywood Video, we had Family Video, and we had Movie Gallery. Now, when we were growing up up here, though, it was not Movie Gallery time. It used to be Video, video Connection. Connection. Yep. Now, I, the fans have no idea what I'm talking about. But you know where Napa is? Yeah. That's where Video Connection used to be. Really? Yeah, that's where they used were. used to be a corner store. That was right there. And then they built that area across the street from them, and they moved over there. Interesting. Um, I remember yeah. it being video connection for a bit, because being coming up here every summer, uh, I can remember some years it still being video connection, because yeah. Dad and I would go there a lot, too. It became movie gallery in the very early 2000s, like yeah. 2001, 2002. So movie gallery was our place in town. Um, I didn't go to Blockbuster until I was in college. I wasn't a big fan of Blockbuster. Never was a Blockbuster guy. Really? We only went there when we were with uh, Brenda and Mike because See, they had a Blockbuster. We, we had one in Gainesville when we lived in Gainesville for the year. Ah. And fuck, man, I was there every goddamn day. See, I was more <laughs> of a Hollywood video and movie gallery guy. I don't know if Hollywood video stretched its arms down to Florida, though. Well, if, if you remember the Hollywood video on Central Avenue, because I enjoyed it when I worked there for that year in college, was they all, it wasn't just Hollywood video. It was Hollywood video and Game Crazy. Okay, I can kind of remember that. So when you walk into the big Hollywood video store, which I know you remember that. Yeah. Huge. But then to the right, there's a small little store that's inside the store. Yeah. And it's called Game Crazy, and that's where you buy consoles, that's where you buy games, rent games, you know, that kind of thing. It was just for video games, which really makes no sense. Good with GameStop being as prevalent as it is now. But back then it was called Funko Land. Really? Yeah. Now GameStop, GameStop bought Funko Land, but Funko Land was the thing. You know in Spring Meadows? Okay, yeah. Ashley Furniture? Yeah. That used to be Funko Land. Uh, Funko Land. Gotcha. And then GameStop came in. Right. But uh, anyway, movie stores was awesome for us because um, when Brandon would come up here for the summers, uh, Dad, of course, had to work during the summer. He didn't have the luxury of having the summer off, you know, like teachers or any other job that would do that. So we would go to our grandmother's house, um, who, who we established has, has passed away in 09. She's no longer with us, but she, her name she was... She was the lady, if you remember, in the Alien episode, she's the lady with the, the huge, weird assortment of VHS shelves. Yes, on the yes. VHS is on her shelf. And it would be the movie theater or it would be, let's go to Hollywood Video. And we would spend hours there. She, she You know what? She was probably either 50-50. She was probably either... Pissed or happy? <laughs> like, you know, she, she was probably happy because it's like, oh, the kids are having fun. I'm just going to stand here and talk to the store clerk. Because I don't remember her with us looking at all these movies. I remember she just said, I remember, maybe I'm wrong in my memory, but sometimes, not every time, and this doesn't make her sound bad, but I can understand being a parent now where she's coming from. She probably just took off the leash, so to speak, and was like, have fun. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, but then other times, you know, she was just, she was like, oh, God, they're here for like three hours. You yeah. know. Because we just we 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 had to know everything. We we just we're all about the movie rentals. Man, uh, I and I can I can still remember a time when when VHS has still dominated the shelves, and I can remember I can still remember my my stepdad hounding us, telling us make sure those goddamn things are rewound. Yeah. Because yeah. of the fifty cent charge for each one that it was a fifty cent charge. They ever charge us for that? Yeah, movie madness was fifty cent charge if they weren't rewound. Do you remember the stupid <laughs> thing that people bought to rewind their videotapes? You yeah, had that, that portable rewinder. The portable that was so stupid. And to go on to DVDs because it's the same ballpark. That's when I knew I was living in the future. You know, because back when you're a kid, 
you know, everything's new and bright, but it's, you know, it's your, it's your, it's your small world, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's you and you in it, you know, but I knew I was in the future when my mom bought me my first DVD player and it was in the year 2000. And I only remember this because <laughs> I bought, she bought me two movies. Yeah. Well, dad bought me one and she bought me them. Dad bought me Terminator 2. Oh. And I still have that. It's in the garage. Nice. And mom bought me the Patriot, right? Yep. So I put the Patriot in, you know, and I'm watching it in my room, and I have this DVD. And this DVD player was was this huge. It was huge. <laughs> and since you said the rewind thing, I was like, okay, this is cool, right? So I finished the Patriot. And I'm like, all right, rewind. Two thousand. I'm not. I'm like. I'm like thirteen. Yeah. I don't know what DVDs are yet, really, right? I know it's a thing that's cool that you have to have. Not you know knowing what I mean? that you could just go back to the main menu. So I just, so I just click rewind. It rewinds the whole thing. And I'm like, all right, you know. And then after like halfway through rewinding it, you know, I'm reading the back of the DVD covers and it said scene selections and all this. I'm like, scene selection. Like, I, I, oh my God, there's a menu. Wait a minute. <laughs> I can do that. I was, it was such a big deal that I don't have to rewind anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that was. I mean, I know why. Because it was the future. I don't have to rewind at all. But with it came cons. And I started finding that out as I got older quickly. And that's just how much more fragile DVDs are compared to the VHS still. Are Blu-rays more fragile too, or are they, they, they're pretty sturdy? They have scratch protection. Okay. DVDs didn't. No. Yeah. I mean, you could still scratch a Blu-ray if you really put your back into it, sure. of course. Yeah. But simple, like dropping an... I, like I, just, I demonstrated to you one day. Yeah. Like just simply dropping it on the concrete on your concrete garage, because mm. I gave you the thing. Oh yeah. And I, I was like, I was telling you about it, and then I dropped it, just normal dropping. Yeah. On your concrete floor, not a single fine. scratch. Now, Whereas DVD, you would find maybe one or two little slivers. Now 4K does have scratch protection too. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I don't know why they would revert. Now see, now that was the biggest complaint I had. Yeah, because there was a point in time, you know, where I didn't put all of my, you know, DVDs right. in the cases. It's like VHS tapes. I didn't put them back in the cases. Right. You know. And I didn't know they would scratch, you know. And then being stupid, if you don't, I mean, like you, you gotta put some, you, you, you gotta put the DVDs facing, you know, facing up, you know, so it doesn't get scratched. But that would be annoying because the VHS tape, it won't, it won't, it won't. You could use that goddamn thing as a baseball and it still play. Yeah, with the with the DVD, you have one scratch, and you get Arnold Schwarzenegger smiling for six hours. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> or the uh 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 uh. Yeah, the, just you know. the constant. Like, oh, it's terrible. Buffering. So, I mean, movie rental stores, the last movie rental store, the major. Now, of course, we said that family video is still around and stuff like that, but the major ones ended in 2010. So, I don't know if you know this, but Movie Gallery bought um, Hollywood Video in, in, in 2005. Mm. And then in 2010, they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Oh, yeah. I was there when I got the letter. You were there. <laughs> I was working when they went under. I'm not saying anything else <laughs> because they may not be around. But still, it doesn't matter. Because I told you about the Freddy Got Fingered issue, right? Um, it was on Facebook, Tom Green's Facebook page. You didn't hear about this? No. This is a true story. You guys can Google this. But I don't know the exact dates and years, but, but this is this is a true story. A guy, a family guy, right, driving an SUV soccer mom, kind of, you know, just a normal white picket fence American family guy, right? Okay. Gets pulled over. 
this was like a let's say let's say yeah this was like two years ago in 14 not 15 yeah 15 now because not 16 yeah so 2015 he gets pulled over for a routine you know back lights out oh he was uh he had a warrant out he had a warrant yeah. out for his arrest from blockbuster video because he did not return freddie got fingered <laughs> back in 1999 2000 movie came out he posted that on Facebook. He didn't even go to jail or nothing. That the guy, because the cop was even like, I mean, he didn't return a movie, whatever. And it was a VHS too. Wow. He said the VHS. So the guy posted this on Facebook and he hashtagged Tom Green on it. And the guy's was paying. The guy had like court fees and all this stuff of like thousands of dollars. Tom Green paid, got a hold of the guy and paid all this shit off and goes, whatever, man. <laughs> That's kind of cool. That was kind of cool, but like, still, I can't believe Blackbuster because there's a lot of movies that I did not return. Oh, I mean, they were. I mean, they, that's that's a desperation move, mm-hmm. you know. So, Blockbuster. The reason I told that story is because Blockbuster was the last movie rental store that tried. They stayed on until 2013. They're done now. Right. Do you, uh, so they did something that was interesting. Uh, I forgot what they called it, but it, but if you went to Blockbuster.com, there was no more websites. But if you went to Blockbuster.com, they created their .com as Netflix. Yeah, and they even had they even I don't know if you remember this. There was one at Speedway not too uh, for for a bit. And they tried they attempt their own Redbox. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was it called was the cheaper. Blue Box. It was cheaper than Redbox. It was the it was the Blockbuster Blue Box. Yeah, man, you know what? If I had two thousand dollars when Redbox first came out, that's how much it cost to uh, to get one. Right now, no. Oh. When Redbox came out at that time period, like in 2009, yeah. two thousand ten. Yeah. If I had two grand back then, oh my god. <laughs> Nowadays, I don't know. It's starting to find. It's starting to weed its way out. But back then, all it cost was two. Like it was less than three thousand dollars. You had to call Redbox. You had to give them three thousand dollars. They told you where you had to put it. You had no choice. Right. They. Uh, you told them where you lived, and they said you got to put it in this area, and this is your spot. See, that's and you what, owned it. That's what's still hurting Redboxes. I mean, you still have to physically get up and return it. Well, I don't know if you know this, but four years ago, Redbox tried the instant streaming service. Really? It was called Redbox Now or Redbox Demand or something <laughs> like that. It lasted for only six months. Ooh. I forget the name of it, but if you Google, um, if, for the fans, if you Google Redbox Instant Stream Service, mm-hmm. you'll find all the info on it. Uh, they, they, they had a website. I was going to sign up for it. It was $10 a month. Okay. And you had a limited streaming. So same as Netflix. Right. But the catch was we're different than Netflix because we have the newest movies. Gotcha. But the reason why they failed is because they couldn't probably couldn't keep the costs for that. No, because their movies came out on Redbox the same time as Netflix does. Because I don't know if it still is to this day. It was back then years ago. I always bitched about it. But when a new movie came out on Blu-ray at Walmart or Best Buy, it took a month to come out at Redbox. Remember that? It took like a month. Yeah. And and Netflix it takes longer too. I don't know if that still is the way it is today. Uh, it sort of is, and I Netflix is starting to make the change. I don't know if they've announced it or if they have plans to, but I think what what's hurting Netflix for me right now, Netflix started out awesome. It had yes. shit ton. I mean, you could find not only anything, they supported indie films like crazy. Mm-hmm. You found so many weird underground shit. Now it's watered down trash. A lot of it is, and I think what's hurting them is not having advertisements. Now I get it. Some t- I I can understand it 
being bothersome and I know that's one of the major complaints with Hulu is having your programming interrupted with ads however it's those ads that pay for great content mm-hmm. and I think Netflix needs to get on board with that soon and I'm not saying like Crackle Crackle's bad about this shit where the movie will just be cut off like a, like on TV like a commercial will just cut you off Yeah, Crackle does the same thing that's annoying but I do think maybe I think maybe like a three minute ad before your movie you know, and then maybe a three-minute ad after the movie before you're allowed to go back to the menu, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. I don't know how that would work, but they need something. They need some kind of extra revenue to bring in better content. Well, the CEO of, of uh, Redbox a few months ago announced that Redbox is going to be completely different started in 2017, and so far he's right because last week uh, Captain America Civil War is now on Netflix. Yeah, it is. So I'm like, that's a new movie. And it's already been on Blu-ray for a while. I know this, but it's on Netflix. I can watch this anytime I want. I'm happy about it. Um, Netflix for me, okay, so this is fun. Um, my favorite comedian of all time is Christopher Titus. Um, Brandon, I know you know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I I listen to all of his stuff on Spotify and, and whatnot. And I listen to his podcast. Christopher Titus podcast, check it out. It's really freaking awesome. He's a great guy. Uh, Gina surprised me uh, three years ago. She goes, hey, we're going to the Funny Bone in Perrysburg. I said, why? Whatever. She goes, because Titus is playing. I was like, Titus? <laughs> i never seen him live, you know? So um, the reason why this goes with Netflix is because it was 2005. Now, 2005, as a freshman in college, we got, I was introduced to the most major things that controls our lives nowadays. Oh yeah, two two big internet powerhouses came out around that time. It was Google. Yeah. Google came out in 04, but in freshman yeah. in 05 it started, you know, uh, Facebook. Yep. Uh, Netflix came out as well. And you're missing another important one. Uh, YouTube, Google, Netflix, MySpace. Yeah, you, oh, you forgot YouTube at first. Did I say, you, okay, well yeah, YouTube was 05. Yeah. Which, when you tell me about the whole YouTube thing and, and everything, mm-hmm. do you know that my account's been around since 06? Nice. I'm like one of the oldest. That's I'm pretty happy about that. But anywho, <laughs> so I wish they gave me a plaque. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, so I was in a uh, so I I had I had a gay roommate in college, mm-hmm. uh, and he was not. And I'm not trying to be offensive, but he wasn't your stereotypical. Gay. I did not know he was gay until he told me. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a beer with me. He played football. I came from a small three thousand person town. At that point in my life, at 18 years old as a college freshman, I thought you know. Um, a gay guy was your stereotypical gay guy. I didn't know, you know. I I came from a three thousand person town. Uh, I didn't meet a not black that small. There was, if you were gay in this town, you were, did not advertise. You know what I mean? Like I, I I was not I was never exposed. I only could react to what I saw on television. You know what I mean? Okay. So when I first met him, you know, um, I'm not gonna tell him. I'm not gonna say his whole name, but his name was Khan. I'm just gonna say his name was Khan. Con! Con! Uh, but anywho, uh, he was gay, and he was like, hey, man, have you heard of Netflix? And I was like, what's what's Netflix? Hmm. And he goes, it's $5 a month. I have an account, and you can do any show, any movie, and it gets delivered to our dorm. I was like, what? And they had the all three seasons of Titus. Yeah. I was like, I haven't seen the show. You know, so it came, and that's when I, and immediately I got a Netflix account. I've had an Netflix account since. I can, I can remember when streaming and Netflix became a thing and I even then at that age uh, I was you know I was 14 15 when it started getting becoming really prevalent and starting making its name known 
even then I knew I was like, oh shit, what does this mean for the video place? Like I, I even then started worrying and wondering, I don't know if you guys are going to be around much longer. So what killed it? That was my, one of my, one of my big questions. I have some big questions, but do you think that is the only reason that killed it? Absolutely. Streaming killed it? Absolutely. See, I don't think streaming killed it. Well, I mean, what was killing the video rental place before streaming? I don't think anything was killing it. Exactly. Now, now actually, you know what? Well, here, here's my answer. I think it's the price. Yeah, but see, that's all we had. Like, if, if, if Netflix still to this day had not been created, let's say streaming is still not around, mm-hmm. and all we had was video rental, that's all you have. You're going to just deal with it. It's like gas prices. Yeah, you wish they were 50 cents a gallon. True. But you're going to do it anyway because it's what you have until something else comes around that, that's more convenient. Well, this that's is... That's what hurt the video rental. I think it's 100% price, not streaming. Uh, and my opinion of that is uh, a few years ago, I had my own um, my own business. And I am a firm believer still to this day that you don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, so I was thinking of something else to do while I was continuing with my business. And I thought, you know what? Let's bring back a movie rental store. I was thinking about it. So I called some distributors, not big, you know, distributors that rent out to like film and video, like those kind of people. You know what I mean? And you call them up, and I see why movie rental stores are so expensive, because I'm like, hey, well, that's that's now. Then that's now. But even back then, though, I'm because because I'm assuming that's how it is. Because how it is now, I don't think so. You don't think so? Because no. they were telling me for like, for example, like let's say the movie at the time was The Dark Knight, right? Let's just say that, right? Uh, the movie at the time was Dark Knight. And I said, okay, I want uh, 50 copies of The Dark Knight for my movie rental store, right? Um, brand new at Walmart, it's 20 bucks Blu-ray. My cost, because you have to buy it, you essentially you buy it, mm-hmm. my cost is $18.50. You know what I mean? So you don't really make your money back until weeks or even months later, depending on how big that movie is. So I think back in the day when movie rental stores were so prevalent and such a big deal these 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 distribution warehouses would charge them money like that yeah i i am not saying it's not not cheap i'm not saying it is cheap um but again streaming is solely responsible because again man like if streaming still to this day did not exist if if all we had if we there was no streaming existed at all mm. and all we had was video rental places would you not go Okay. Yes. So. Okay. So here's my answer to that question. I think that if streaming was is is what is the way it is now. And no, I'm still, saying not exist at all. Let's say it. Let's say it's not even conceived. We don't even know. No. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I will still go. Right. But I would argue though that I would still go to a movie rental store if streaming is the way it is now. If movie rentals were cheaper. But they can't. They can't do that because in order they make to their compete money. with streaming. Exactly. But see, that's where I think it's like. Like for example, movie uh, family video always advertises uh, rent our movies. Their exact advertisement is rent our movies for a buck. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not the new releases; it's the older movies, right? Which is not false advertisement, but the general population wants the newest movie that came out, right? Uh, I think that if movie gallery was still around to this day, and they were renting, which I know they can't because of money, but let's just argue. Mm-hmm. But if they were renting a brand new release. For a buck or a buck fifty, like at Redbox, which mm-hmm. is essentially a movie rental store in a way, it would still be prevalent. 
But because Movie Gallery, if you can remember, I don't, but when you worked there, how much was a new rental, new release for one night? Wasn't it like $3.50 for one night? For DVD, Blu-ray was almost 5 but you got it for three nights. Oh, there was no one-night rental? No. But, I mean, okay, so that's fine. You know, three nights, whatever. But for just for a one-night rental, you know, if Captain well, America... I actually, no, I'm sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. It, it changed, actually. My first three months, it was it was for three nights. After that, it became two nights. Okay. But that that's what I'm trying to say with my argument, is that if Movie Gallery was still around and streaming was still the way it is, I think they would compete... Just like Redbox is competing because essentially it is a movie rental store, Redbox is, essentially, because of the cheaper price. It cost a buck fifty to rent a, a Blu-ray and a DVD, right? It cost mm-hmm. it cost two bucks or less. But you gotta realize the inventory for a Redbox is not as vast as a video rental place. Someone who owns it, let's say whoever owns the red boxes there at Kroger, mm-hmm. they're not buying fifty dark nights. They're buying only five. Yep. Good good point. And what makes it better, too, for people is that if you went to the movie gallery in town, you had to take that movie back to the movie gallery where you got it from. With Redbox, um, I got yeah, I got a movie from Wauseon, and I returned it back at Swanton. Right. So, Which I mean, also causes problems. That's one of the problems that's happening with Redbox is, okay, let's say you have, as a Redbox owner in one location, uh, and this, I don't know, I'm, I'm going off what I think I assume. Sure. Because it's happened to us quite a bit where we go to Redbox and for weeks a release is just empty. It's always out of stock, always out of stock. Mm-hmm. And and my thought was, well, how do you fix the solution of, okay, this location has four Dark Knights. What if all four of those are rented but all four of them are returned somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Now this location no longer has Dark Knight. Yeah. You're running into those problems. Now, I don't know how it's resolved. It may be resolved in a different way than I'm thinking of. But I... I think it's the owner of that red box that would say, you know, that would that, that would call red box and go, oh hey, guess what, red box? Um, I, you know, I'm missing. But again, the though, you're adding in inconveniences that don't need to be. True, which, which is why streaming again. I mean, yeah. Do you miss pri- it though? That's my question. I mean, like, I mean, do absolutely. We- I mean, I miss the atmosphere. I miss the nostalgia behind it. But I'm not gonna ever negate the fact how much easier and more simple it is to have. I've, I was actually when Voodoo started, I was actually a little against it only because my, I was like, cause I'm still a person who's like, you know what? I love physical copies. So am I. It's hard to break. It is, but I've gotten to the mindset now, and I've only, and it's only because I've seen how how much trouble it is to upkeep a huge collection. Yeah. And there's a lot of upkeep and there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of, I think it's just, for me it's just the upkeep. I think it's, and then I started realizing, you know what, Voodoo does something for me that I'm glad it does. And you know I have huge collections of other companies. Like there's companies right now, uh, Scream Factory, mm-hmm. um, uh, Synapse, Arrow, Blue Underground that are releasing older movies that are awesome to me. Those are the ones I like to collect. Mm-hmm. What Voodoo does is movies I don't necessarily need on my shelf, I'm okay with having on Voodoo. Yeah. I appreciate all of the Austin Powers movies. I don't need to own them physically. Which which, which I, which I understand because I know you had that point before. Like My right. first Voodoo purchase was in 16, which I got 
Suicide Squad because I couldn't wait three more weeks to get it on Blu-ray. Well, see, that's and that's another thing that's good about Vudu is like the rental price is not bad for most things that are still in theaters. Yeah. You can rent for four bucks. Which which I bought this one, which I was excited for. And I understand what you're saying about the rental, but I also get what you're saying about the upkeep. But I guess that's still our generation of nostalgia when it comes to it because I have to have that copy. Regardless, because I, I hear your argument about not owning all three Austin Powers physically. But for me, it's the collection. You know, I mean, like, I mean, you're not going to own all the Funko Pops as a digital library and go, oh, I have these, but you actually don't. Yeah, but see, even you know then, I mean? I'm a, I'm a different kind of. Um, You're a different kind of collector. Right, like with Funko, I'm collecting Funkos, but I'm not the person who needs every single one. I'm only after the ones I want. And okay, I'm, I'm I hear you same, on that. I'm the same way with movies. Okay, I hear you. The ones that I physically need, if the only ones I physically need to own are the ones from the companies that I named, like okay. the ones that are doing the ones that are releasing, you know, Return of the Living Dead, like Vestron. Uh, Lionsgate is doing their whole Vestron video thing where they release Chopping Mall and Return of the Living Dead 3. Oh my god, Chopping Mall. Oh my god. So that that's the shit I want. Okay. And maybe a few new releases here and there that I need to own, like Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, I fucking adored. So sure. I needed that physically. Sure. Cabin in the Woods, I needed it physically. Sure. Um, John Wick, I was okay. I loved it, but I'm okay with having it on Voodoo. Yeah. You know, it's things like that. It, it, Voodoo now helps me decide. Mm-hmm. What do I really need in my collection and what do I really not need? Well, what I miss is, and I guess this is just for me working as an employee at a video store, was I missed the person that doesn't know anything about movies coming into the store. And to me, it was, you know, the Great White Buffalo, mm. where they're like, hi. I'm like, hi, my name's John or Stephanie, whatever. <laughs> and they'd be like, I want to get a movie, but I have no idea what I want to get. I was like, oh my God, you're the great white buffalo. Because I know everything about it. You know, I'm like, well, let me show you. What do you like? You know, and I'm like, I liked that experience. You know, Until you got the person who's like, dude, just I just need something. Yeah, because because you realize after 15 <laughs> minutes, they're like, I don't care about Reservoir Dogs. What is Reservoir Dogs? Show me the new Terminator. I I'm don't want to see a bunch of Chinese monks throwing up in a bowl. Yes. In a movie called Seating of a Ghost. <laughs> just, <laughs> where's... Where's Hangover? Okay, where's Hangover? That's all I want to know. You know, but no, I mean, like working at a video store was was so cool, and that's why video. You see, I miss them. I know we're never gonna get them back. South Park pretty much has put that nail in the coffin for her. I don't know, man. Like I, I got a vinyl player for Christmas. Vinyls are back. Yeah, vinyls are back, but it's not a whole franchise store. No, not yet. I don't think but... so. I could what the fuck? That was the side of my anyway. Continue. <laughs> that was weird. I don't know. I I'm not. I I don't, don't want to be that person. It's like they're coming. They're coming back. Believe in me. Yeah, like, but <laughs> if 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 franchises were to come back tomorrow, I, I actually I wouldn't be shocked. I would be really excited if movie rental stores come back. It probably will because this younger generation below us is. Bringing back that shit, you know, bringing back the vinyl and everything. Oh, I'm sorry. Our generation is doing that. Not the younger one. Our generation is doing <laughs> that uh, because our generation is so I, fucking nostalgic. I actually, I mean, as much as I miss it, I don't know. I don't want to sound a, I don't want to sound like a stickler, but I actually don't want it to come back only because it's, I don't, there, there's no way to make it cost effective. There's no way to compete right now against if, what streaming is. If these movie studios and distribution houses 
do something different with their pricing, then it could. But, but it, they it's won't. never going to happen. They won't. Because, I mean, I mean it, it's $11 now for Netflix. Is that how much it is to stream now? Yeah. And okay. it's like $11 a month Yeah. to basically watch and binge as much as you fucking want for 30 goddamn days versus one movie that you can only get for two days. Yeah. Which, does anybody actually do the physical copies in the mail anymore now from Netflix? Or is that, or is that dying out? No, I think it's still a, it's still a, a service they offer because, because there's a lot of things. I think fit their physical library is I think three times bigger than their streaming still. Yeah, because I noticed that the newer movies you can actually get DVD instead of right. Yeah, or Blu-ray now. Or Blu-ray now. I mean, like, okay, so what killed it? So we talked about the pricing, but. When Netflix came out and people started to do this, Movie Gallery, Blockbuster, Hollywood Video, and I know Brandon knows a lot about this one, they started to do monthly service subscriptions as well. Movie Store started to do this. So the Movie Gallery, I only know this because Brandon worked there at the time. <laughs> the other ones I don't remember but because Blockbuster did one and Hollywood Video did one. But Brandon, Movie Gallery did something that killed him called Power Play. Yeah. So what is, so what is Power Play? Uh... Well, for one, it is a really stupid fucking idea, for one. Wow. It was dumb, and they forced us, they forced us, what made, why I'm so sour about it, Mm -hmm. is they forced our jobs on it. It became so bad to a point where they're like, you need, you need five a week or you're out. You need five what a week? You need to, you need to subscribe five people a week. Five new people need to sign up for this service a week. Right. Or you get a warning. And if you can't establish three more that second week, you're out. Because they were on the verge of bankruptcy and they needed right. something. Right. Okay. And so I'm just what's like, Power Play? Power Play was this thing um, where you you had a plan. It was uh, I think they use I think they did the simplistic bronze, silver, gold, and platinum plan. Sure. Okay. That's exactly how they did it. Okay. Um, Excuse me one second. Continue. I'll listen to everything. Um, so what happens was it's like you could do for bronze was the cheapest plan. Okay. Bronze was the cheapest plan. And for, I think it was for nine ninety nine, you could do, it was, ah, shit, I can't. Was it, was it like 10 bucks a month for, it, for like the simple plan? Right. But there was something with points and, uh, each, Oh, I remember. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah. I, th- I think I remember this. You got, if you sign up for the bronze package, which let's say is the lowest package, you got 20 points a month. And on the cases of the DVDs, or the Blu-rays or whatever, it said this DVD was worth this amount of points. So if you used up your points, you were done for the month. Right. But, right? And what, what was shitty was is people were using up their points within two weeks before the month was up. Because they wanted the new releases. Right. Not realizing then that when, you know, they have two weeks before and two weeks before their membership renewed mm-hmm. every month, then they would be like, well, and they'd be, you'd have to tell them this is what hurt. This is what sucked for me is what you'd have to tell someone, oh, you ran out of points, but I'm good for the month. You are, but you used up your points. You got to spend more money to get more points. So now you got to go up to the silver plan. That or just so much money to get more points. And then you'd have people being like, well, what the fuck? Like, I thought this was... And then here's another thing that pissed me off. They stated on their plan, no late fees. There were still late fees. 
there you were, still were you were only giving an, you were only given an extra day. It was a one day grace period. Gotcha. Which we couldn't say that in our pitch because then it wouldn't sell. Gotcha. You know, and Ed, I um, even brought that up when Erica, I won't say her last name, but when, <laughs> when Erica was our manager, I I spoke out against it, and then she couldn't even give me an answer. I was like, well, wait a minute, we can't say this in our pitch. She goes, no, why would you? And I'm like, oh, so we're lying. She was like, well, no, no, well, no, 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 we're not lying. I'm like, yeah, we are. Yeah. You know, like this is a scam, and that's what PowerPoint PowerPlay was. It was a fucking scam. I remember that's what happened at Blockbuster. That's I, that's actually what started to kill them. Yeah. Because remember in the late '90s, early 2000s, when they said no more late fees, and people kept movies for months. Right. But it was only for a few extra days. Right. And they got sued over that. Right. So yeah. movie gallery was following suit. They were doing the same thing. Exactly. It was a one day grace period, not you know, but you still had to say no late fees. And no. Then, do you think that now, now I probably know the answer but do you think that because this is a, of course the death of movie stores is because of streaming and Netflix and Hulu and everything and they were trying to do things like power play to keep up with the times hey people don't want to come in here that's probably what the CEOs were thinking at these movie stores they were like you know people don't want to come here and spend four or five bucks on a movie every day or every week they want to spend ten bucks a month and get whatever they want mm-hmm. Do you think them changing their whole business model was another reason why that the stores folded? Because it was new, confusing, and not as convenient as is going in and saying, I'm going to take this movie and this movie. Oh, 10 bucks. Here you go. You know what I mean? I don't think it was confusing because we, when trying to pitch it to people, not, I'd say seven times out of 10, a person would hear the pitch and be like, okay, wh- wh- how is it better than Netflix? Oh, good. Okay. All right. Good one. All right. That's what they would always say. And there would be moments when when I didn't have to work with the manager, when I would just be by myself, I honestly would be like, dude, it, it's worse. Than what? It's it's worse than Netflix. Was he, was he my pitch? <laughs> was he my answer to that? Probably would have been Netflix doesn't have the newest movies out. This move. But so, still, you know. like, I mean, we tried to use that tactic. Oh, you tried? We tried. Oh, yeah. And the next thing a customer would say was like, yeah, but I don't have to leave my house. Which I guess goes into, which we, we, which we don't want to talk to about tonight, but that goes into society overall as a whole. Because, you know, getting a little bit older in my teenage years, you know, I wasn't thinking about a wife and kids at that point. But, you know, the thought had crossed my mind a few times with, okay, you know, eventually I got to find a wife. I got to find kids. You know, I got to do that thing, right? And going to the going Friday night for a pizza in a movie store. Okay, the kids get their movies. Mom and dad get their movies. Was something that would have been fun, something to get into. Now it's not like that. You know, it's it's a little bit different. You know, well, I think, and I think a lot of it too is, and I, I don't, I'm not going to be that that person and, and go with the the easy route of saying, well, you know, people are lazy now. I don't think that's the case. I think we we live in a society now where one parent is not the only one that can work. Interesting. Both okay. parents have to work now for most families. Whereas okay. before, it typically was one one family member, one parent, and the other parent could go out and do the errands. They could get the dry cleaning done. They could get the groceries done. They can get the they can get the movie rentals for the night or they can have the kids with them, you know, to go pick out movies. I mean, I think everyone's just 
we live in a society now where everything's the hustle and bustle. You, you're working two jobs now. You, you have two parents who are working two jobs each. You've and everything's got, on your cell phone. Exactly. Everything is, everything is available for you right Constantly, there all the freaking time. Right. Yeah. And so why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Yeah. Why ruin three hours of your evening trying to get to a video place, walk around a video store, not really know what you want, you're tired because of the work day, why why sacrifice that where you can you're relaxed yeah you're in your goddamn boxers and almost like a video rental place you're searching on Netflix until you find the one that's interesting yeah but okay, okay so and here's the thing you don't even like with and here's another thing that hurt video rental places when you get a video store you're obligated to watch it because you know it has to be returned Netflix good point Netflix, you can get an hour in and be like, you know what? I'm going to have to finish this another day. Pause it. Netflix remembers where you left off. And you can pick up whenever you want with no obligation. You're not tied down to the fact that, oh, this has got to get returned. You know what? I think you have won the argument on this segment of it because my whole argument was I think video stores could still be prevalent nowadays. But I think you won the argument of it's not that people are lazy. It's just the fact that it is so convenient now it's just it's just so easy than instead of get the family get in the car get the baby ready get you right. know you know you know you know get the other kids ready so like the you, video store you if if video places were still around you'd have to get if like you really guys wanted a movie night this is a thing you wanted to do you'd have to rush home you'd have to get riley ready you guys would all have to pile into the car you'd have to get to the place you'd have to walk around with riley who may or may not be in a fussy mood and you'd have to be in a place crowded with people trying to find a movie and then you're rushed into decision making yeah here you come home you're in a place that you're comfortable with you're relaxed and you're together in one room picking the movie you want for the night that's I mean Bad like enough. you know what I mean and it's not because people are lazy at all I don't it's think so it's just because so. it's just the convenience of the American family it's the convenience and it's because people are, are ten times busier than they were ten years ago and I think that's just a that's just a fact I mean work is becoming I don't know it it's it's becoming harder to establish yourself in the workforce now. Mm. You know what I mean and it's I think I don't know I think having the availability of things like having everything on your cell phone, having everything on your PlayStation now. Your PlayStation is not just a game console anymore. It's the fucking internet. It's the it's a chat room. It's yeah. a, you know what I mean it's like yeah. it's it's there at your fingertips. To accommodate to your busy life. Yeah, because for Christmas, uh, Gene and I uh, bought uh, bought our dad. Well, bought you know my dad uh, a Roku, and Gina didn't know what a Roku was. And I said we would have it if we didn't have a game system. Right. Because you know. If, well, I you know, we still use it. We 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 took the old one just because what a Roku offers, no one else does. Like you can get there's independent Roku channels now. Like ah. there's the there's this one channel I love called Bizarre TV. And it's literally a 24-7 weird movie streaming device where it's just oddball movies that normal cable doesn't give a shit about. Yeah. It's playing 24-7 on you this You can't channel. get that on PlayStation or Xbox? Bizarre only TV. on Roku. Roku. Or is it only on Roku? No, I was just curious how that worked because, I mean, like, we're, I mean, Gina was interested. Maybe we could use it for the TV in the bedroom. You know, yeah, maybe we could buy one and do that. Roku is not a bad thing, man. There's, there's, a, there's a channel I think you would love called Shudder. Which is strictly twenty four seven horror flicks. Oh, okay. Everything from black and white monster movies of the forties mm-hmm. to slashers of the nineties. Gotcha. 
Well, see now, the Roku is no different really than Fire St- Amazon Fire Stick. It's just because it's the same thing, but Roku has their own individual channels. It's a Roku is more of a hub. That's it's, the gimmick. It's a hub for all thing, all channels. And now, see, some channels are free, some aren't. Yeah. Bizarre TV's free. Okay. Shutter is five bucks a month. Wow. See, see what I'm saying? See, you see now, I want to do that. I want to pay extra. You know what I mean? But like, you're not paying for the Roku. No, I'm not paying for the Roku, but I have to pay extra. For, you know, I was like, now nah, see, that, that is actually you know what that is a great episode that we will do in the future, TV, yeah. because because you know because with the new PlayStation thing coming out and everything, PlayStation View, you take your channels. That's something we'll talk about later. Uh, but yes, yes, I I, I I do hear you on that. Uh, I don't think movie rental stores will ever come back. Uh, I, I think I think it would. I mean, I'm not gonna ever tell anyone no. If someone was like, "Hey, I got this idea to bring movie stores back." My honest response to them would be like, I wish you all the best of luck, man. You're going to have a long, hard battle ahead of you. I just want you to know that. Yeah. But good luck. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to tell someone not to venture into entrepreneurism because I I feel that's important. But, you know, what a great business has had. And this was the last segment I wanted to talk about. Really talk in depth about the business of movie rental stores because we birth, we, we, we birth, we both were employees. I was I was um, I was doing some research on, on on movie gallery specifically because we worked there, mm-hmm. and movie gallery started as two brothers in 1985. That's cool, and they lasted until 2010. So 1985, 85, 85. So you got 95 is 10 years, 2005 is 20, 20 years, 25, 25 years of CEOs. You know they had a huge corporate office. They had movie gallery when they when they declared Chapter 11 bankruptcy at over 3,000 locations in the United States right. and in Canada. Nice. I mean, like, so movie rental stores for 25 years was a huge, huge business. Right. Uh, they even had, they were even on the stock market. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, nice. Uh, and, their, and their number, and their, and their, you know, and their little short thing, whatever they call it, was MOVI. All right. So Movie Gallery was on the stock market, and they had over 3,000 locations when they closed the United States and Canada, and they started it as two brothers in 1985. Mm-hmm. So, like, you had you had 25 years of a good business, which I think was – and it just sucked that it ended the way it did with, with them and other movie rental stores. But the business of it is just such a great idea, and I'm surprised that places like Walmart and Best Buy still do it. I predict – that by the time my daughter's 10 years old, that Walmart and Best Buy won't be carrying Blu-rays anymore. I think it's, I think what's going to happen, it's all going to be digital. Well, I mean, it's, it's been stated already in a lot of articles saying that physical media will find its way out eventually. Yeah. Which I find it weird why, to me, I think this whole 4K thing is like, it's, it's, it's the last hurrah. It's what can we get out of 4K before it's completely done? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then what I think is stupid because how many times have movie collectors now revamped their entire collection? This is Blu-ray makes it the third time they've had to now. You're saying VHS? To DVD, DVD to Blu-ray. DVD to Blu-ray. We've had to revamp our whole collection. You know, it's just we're not gonna do it again with 4K and all the all the companies I named all like the you know the ones that are the companies that are pretty much pertaining to the collector mm-hmm. they're not gonna start releasing in 4K because they know there's no money in it yeah like I got you know like Scream Factory when they released the Burning awesome great that's a great release hey we're releasing the Burning on 4K 
you're probably going to get maybe a handful of people interested, but people that already have it, they're going to be like, why do I need it in 4K? And Joe Schmo moviegoer is not going to know what the burning is anyway. Right. So why, yeah. But like, it, it's yeah. those companies though, they're not, they're, they're, their market is not to the Joe Schmo. Their market is to the movie collector. No, sure, but so I mean. Why, they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to ruin their bottom dollar by trying to pertain to 4K. But you don't think as TVs even more progress in the future that that you don't think that physical copies will still do? Because I remember from 2010 to about 2015, I would say just a few years ago, 3D TVs was the biggest thing where you had to buy the 3D player, you had to buy the 3D Blu-ray copy, and your TV had to come with those standard 3D glasses. Right. But that, of course, lasted for a couple of years, and now they're not even advertised at Best Buy anymore. We oh, were there, no. what, for Christmas buying gifts? Well, see, that's what's going to hurt the 4K. You need a 4K TV. You need a 4K player. Or you need the PlayStation Pro. You, you need all of those components to but play. But the 4K is backwards compatible with Blu-ray still, right? It is, okay. but you still need to revamp a system and revamp a television in order to even play it. So your prediction is physical copies... Like 4K is it? We're not gonna get a 5K physical copy. Like, like. I don't. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing. Here's another thing I was reading in an article, Forbes. Okay. There's this thing that a company is probably looking into where it becomes. So you know how you buy yourself an iPod and it holds all your music. Mm. There's a thing they're trying to look into where you purchase. It's almost like a USB, almost like a flash drive, and you purchase how many gigs you want. I think terabyte. I think or 200 I think I read 250 gigs would be the standard. Okay. But you can purchase up and up and up and, and what's going to happen is is I think Walmart Walmart and Target I think in the article said they were going to be the first studies to try and do this. Okay. You purchase your you purchase USB. USB. So let's say almost like a Christmas gift like you know you know how people asked for the iPod or the next iPad. Sure. This is something where kids would be like, I want the new USB. Yeah. And what you do is you go, what's going to happen was, is they're no longer going to be physical media on the shelves when you go to Walmart. There's going to be like miniature posters okay. all on a shelf and they're going to have USB ports. And what you do is, let's say you walk, go down the shelf, you're like, oh shit, Bridesmaids. I love that movie. That kills me. You insert your USB, which only is... Um, which is only uh shit. What's the word? Subscribed, only registered to you. Oh, okay. You know how you register your PlayStation or Xbox? You register your Roku. Sure. Same thing. You're gonna have to register this USB. You plug it in to that slot for Bridesmaids, and the screen it'll be a digital screen. Bridesmaids, it'll poster will disappear, and it'll tell you what do you want? Do you want SD, HD? How do you want to own this? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, for. Th- all right, for 1359 HD, you hit it, downloads, because everything on your flash drive, much like the Roku or Amazon, they already have your credit card on file. Mm-hmm. So once you do that, you click, downloads to your flash drive, you're charged, you're on your way. You don't even have to worry about checking out what if in you Walmart lose, anymore. What if you lose it? Same thing as breaking your PlayStation or losing your iPod. You're going to have to go through the repercussions of having warranties. Okay. Uh, some kind of replacement plan. You're going to have to go through that as well. Yeah. No, uh, but that makes total sense. Yeah. But at the same time, when I was reading that, I was like, that that's kind of fucking cool. 
your USB, which it's all going to be tied into Twitter. It's all going to be tied into Facebook. So whatever you purchase... Be like, Jordan Rent bought this movie at Walmart. Right. And then you can have a discussion being like, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, Bridesmaids cool. And yeah. like that it becomes your own personal identity library of what you like to watch. Gotcha. You know what? That's true because that is that is that is a hell of a statement. This is kind of the same thing, but I, I think you'll enjoy this. This is very quick. Quicker than the majority of my stories. Back when I had the movie studio, uh, we know him, Ryan. Uh, we had our USBs, you know, 10 gigabytes was the biggest thing, you, you know. <laughs> And he told us back in 2010, he goes, you guys know there's this thing called a terabyte? And we're like, what's that? And he's like, it's like it's like a million ten gigabytes. You it's know? a thousand gigs. Yeah, but, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, he was just like, this this is, this is you can do anything you want with it. And right. we're like, okay, awesome. And he's like, yeah, and guess what? It's going to be on USB. It's going to be on thumb drives. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no, it's too small. That won't happen. It's standard in every computer. Our game you can, systems you are can terabytes. Get a, you can get a two terabyte thumb drive now. Yeah, two terabyte. Uh, Xbox, PlayStation, they're all terabytes now. So yeah, digital media is definitely where things are going. I'm not saying that I'm happy with all of it. I, you know, part of me still wants that physical copy. Part of me, when I hear a movie comes out on Blu-ray, I still want to go to Walmart and buy it. Um, but see, but I. I, I I am 100% okay with, like, if, if that flash drive thing becomes a thing yeah. or if something digital becomes a thing, I am okay with it. Like, with Voodoo, yeah, it's if some if something were to happen where Voodoo just crashes, yeah, I don't know what will happen to your movies. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is a little... Which I didn't read the user agreement. Who does? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what the end result is. I should probably read it to find out. But... You know, I think you could, I mean, something something like the cloud already exists. Yeah. You know, or having, every time you make a purchase, there is that digital receipt that's just always saved. So if something happens network-wise, whether it be hacking or system failure, uh, you know, let's say Walmart has the ability to be like, well, turn in your electronic receipts and we'll be able to reimburse the movie. Yeah, you know, I think that's something they need to definitely look into if they're ever going to take that route. Which that could be the future of video stores. They could have that USB video store. Could you, be. You can go instead of a Walmart. You can go in there, and you know, you could you could run a movie via. via but again, your it's the convenience. It's the right. convenience of tr- of having to pick yourself up and go to the video store, where it's like, yeah, you'd be doing the same thing if you were in Walmart. Mm. But I mean, how would you return it then? Would you have to go back and insert? It automatically USB? deletes just like it does on Vudu. Yeah, I guess it could. Because what Vudu, you run a movie for forty-two hours, twenty-four hours. Yeah, and then after that, you can run it again or whatever. But, but it just th- disappears. Disappears. That's a good point. That could be something it could do. I think we're living in a digital age. I think the old school. I think you and I just maybe you're more ahead of the curve than I am. But you know, uh, I, you know, I mean, I'm just accepting. I know there's no fighting it. There's no reason to fight it because it's actually there's a lot of things that are improving. No, yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of things improving. I think I just got to get. I just think I just got to let go of the fact of, you know, it's just not going to happen. And you know, <laughs> digital media is the way it's going to go. Netflix is going to continue to rain. Hulu's going to rain. Voodoo, all this other stuff's going to go. And Voodoo's constantly improving, and the content they had, they're getting, and the quality. Yeah. Oh my God, not. I have never really, I've never had a problem with buffering with Vudu, whereas I still get buffering problems with Netflix. I never had that issue ever. Never? Well, well, ever since we moved here, uh, uh, when we when we couldn't afford faster internet, right? But 
Uh, but now it's yeah, I don't have an issue at all, uh, which is also funny. And I guess my last point on all of this is that you know, like when we when my wife and I moved into the house, uh, the local company, uh, the internet company provider, which is the same as yours, they're like, um, how many devices do you have connected to the internet? And I'm like, you know, eight. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're gonna have to get you know 50 megabits. You're gonna have to spend three hundred dollars. My wife and I have the standard 10 megabits package. And we have both cell phones, computers, right. next box. Right. Yeah, it's, it's all connected, and we don't have an issue. No, you're right. I think we need to be acceptive. Uh, we, we need to be uh, accepted. Riley will never know anything about a video store unless mommy and daddy or Uncle Brandon tells her. Right, or if she just, she just or she happens to learn about it through Wikipedia or yeah. the internet, like learn the history of them. Yeah. But you know, Gene and I will have to have the discussion later on, you know, when Riley gets the old age when the, when Riley gets the right age, but you know, cell phones and stuff, because like there are, there are some parents that I know, um, that, uh, have their 13, 12, 10 year olds have iPhones. And it's like, why are you doing this? But that's the way it is. I mean, that's how the parents communicate with their kids. I mean, shit. I, I, I can't really get mad at that shit anymore because it's just so standard. It's no different than just picking up a Coke out of the out of the vending machine. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's there now. That's, yeah. That is the standard that's available. Yeah, it is. And that's just the way it is. And movie stores are not going to come back, which we're sad about, but we both enjoyed it. But I think we're able to... We got on. to experience it. Yeah, we, we got to experience we were, it. We were lucky enough to experience it, and I'm glad to have those memories. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, we met a lot of great people, some good customers, some bad ones. The tanning salon, which made no sense in the movie <laughs> store. Uh, you know, we're sad that they're gone. Uh, we enjoyed them a lot. We enjoyed looking. For me, the biggest thing to end the show on, for me, the biggest thing that I enjoyed was I'm bored. I'm going to go to the movie gallery and see what I can find. Right. It was the thrill of the hunt. It was it was the thrill of going and doing it. Mm-hmm. But instead, my wife and I just go hunt for Pokemon now. So... <laughs> But uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We greatly appreciate it. Our next episode is going to be a live commentary episode. And I guess I should spoil it now uh, for everybody. But this is my choice, and we're going to do a live podcast commentary episode of American Werewolf in Paris. That definitely goes for a nostalgia night. I've not seen this. Now, Brandon, I've not seen American Werewolf in Paris. It's 2017 now. I probably haven't seen this in 10 years. Wow, really? No. 2009 when we when we did our late 90s ep, uh, show oh so it's been it's been eight years since 2009 yeah yeah because because you me and a couple other people did a late 90s retrospective yeah, yeah. and in that and, and in that show we did house on haunted hill blair witch faculty Mer- faculty all this stuff that was the last time i saw the movie so it's been eight years since i've seen miracle from paris i'm excited to see it now I am going to say on record that Miracle from London is better. Oh, yeah. We're going to justify if this is actually a sequel or if this is just happenstance namesake or what they were trying to do because this really has pretty much nothing to do with the original. Mm. It kind of has the same kind of elements where the best friend comes back, but we'll I, discuss. I, we'll discuss that. It's. I think it's been a couple years for me, actually. I think I, it was... Uh... No, I own it. It's on Voodoo, I believe. I think I have it on Voodoo. Well, good because I don't own it. So. <laughs> I think so. It might just be London. I might be wrong. I don't yeah. know. But I, I, ha- I watched it not too long ago. We will get it and we'll watch a live commentary of this. This shall be interesting. 
But um, thank you so much for downloading this episode. Check us out at movieguyspodcast.com, on berealnetwork.com. And, of course, you download this episode on iTunes. You can check us out at Podcast on iTunes or also Be Real Network on iTunes. And uh, we'll come back next week for the uh, live commentary of America Wolf in Paris. Brother Brandon? Yeah. Stay classy. Stay stinky. Bye. Oh, got to turn it off. <laughs>